What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I'm going to welcome you all to another episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode 26.4. Uh, we are continuing our trek through Dragon Age Origins, Bioware RPG from 2009. And, uh, yeah, the last we left off, we uh, found the, the urn of the sacred ashes of Andraste. Um, we all did the good thing and um, didn't taint them with evil blood. Uh, Matt and I took out a high dragon. I went back to do that, by the way. Did you take him out? Yep. There you go. Man, look at that. High fives. We're, we're just a bunch of badasses around here. Yeah, we are. So, um... Uh, you can just say it, Matt. I mean... <laughs> 26.3? I think you may be wrong, dude. Is it? I, I may be wrong. Is this is our... Is this our fifth episode? I think it's our fourth episode. It is 26.3. Yeah, because we start with point zero. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Just shout it out, man. I was Maybe. trying to keep that smooth, but apparently not. Ah, fuck smooth. <laughs> we're not smooth. We're no. We're not smooth at all. But anyway, 26.3. Thank you, uh, Dr. Quinn. Um, so, yeah. Um... We are continuing our way. We, we've saved the Arl. He said that he will help us. He's going to create a lands meet to uh, hopefully uh, overthrow uh, Loghain. And, um, but we need some more help. We need the help of both the dwarves and the elves. So uh, we make our way to Ozamar, um, which is the home of the dwarves. Uh, it's inside of a cave, or it's inside of a mountain. It's like a big underground city under a mountain uh, this is my home uh, going back home for my character um, and it, yeah as of right now we don't have any dwarves in our party except for me so um, when we reach that area um, they've kind of got it on lockdown uh, nobody's allowed to go in or out because some bad stuff has been happening in Ozamar uh, one of the things is their king has died and um, there's a lot of political turmoil going on as to who's going to be the successor. So uh, the dwarves have decided to basically shut down entry to Ozamar until they get all this figured out. Um, luckily, I am a dwarf, uh, and I'm also a Grey Warden. They allow me to go in. Um, in that fact, there were some of Loghain's men there trying to get in, but they wouldn't let him in. <laughs> That was funny. Yeah. Um, I, I really pissed them off. Yeah, I was kind of, I was a bit sarcastic with them too, yeah. and I enjoyed it. <laughs> Logan will hear about this. Okay, yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, and go on then. Be on your way. So we enter Ozamar, and uh, right off the bat, we see that um, there's two factions that are really not liking each other right now, uh, and it's basically the two factions who want to be the successor to the king. Uh, one of them being one of the king's sons, uh, that, and that guy's name is Balin. While uh, another one is kind of like a very prominent person in the society, uh, Harrowmont. Harrowmont? I can't Harrowmont. remember. Harrowmont. Harrowmont. Yeah. Um, and everybody pretty much reveres Harrowmont as this noble guy, for the most part. While there's rumors floating around that. 
the reason why the king died was he I don't it, it's weird how they explain it. Sometimes they say, "Oh, the king was so heartbroken because one of his sons was killed." And um he just kind of just died. And the the, the rumors are that died they, of sadness. Yeah, he died of sadness. Well, <laughs> I mean, but but the rumors are is that uh, it it wasn't just he just died. They think that it was some kind of conspiracy by his brother Balin to kill him. So <laughs> it's it, it's one of those things where you got to choose who you want to support. Um, and we get some more information and stuff like that. People are fighting. I mean, people are killing each other in the streets over this stuff. So um, we eventually have to just figure out all right what's going on. We need to get help. Like that's that's basically what we're all about. Is like, all right, we need to talk to somebody to get the dwarves help uh, with this blight. Well, nobody knows who to talk to because we don't have a king, and they're like, well, we can't deal with this right now because we're trying to figure out who the successor is going to be. So, uh, I guess it's on us to figure out who is it going to be because we're we're the guys who can basically turn the tide, and both factions know this, so they're both wanting our support. Um. I'm just walk in and be like, I don't give a good. No, Matt, your 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 qualities went down majorly. Nope. You still there, Matt? Man down. Man down. Already? Yeah, barely. I can I can uh, barely hear you. You sound. He's very trying. Robotic. He's trying to hang on. All right, but um. I'll let you. I'll let you try and handle that while we, uh, while we continue. Um, so we have to choose who we want to support. Is anybody know? Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. Just, just yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. But um, we basically have to choose who we want to support. Um, and it's it's another one of those things where it's almost like a good bad decision because it's like. There's multiple times where everybody's talking, and even though you're talking to a Harrowmount guy, he's saying things that are like, Balin's a dick, but there's valid reasons why he's a dick. You know, like, as in, like, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a dick, and here's the proof, while Balin's group is all like, he's, he, you know, he's blood. He's supposed to take over, and uh, Harrowmount... You know, he, he's he's you know he, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, and we need to uh, kind of like smear his name a little bit, and so it's all like you, you, there is no real gray area there either. It's like Caramel's the good guy, Balin's kind of the bad guy. Um, so this is where I decided I want to try to experiment a little bit with being a dick. <laughs> so I chose to go with Balin. Oh. Um. I, well, I chose to go with Haramon, but uh-huh. I, I think it kind of ended up that way accidentally, because I was kind of wandering around and exploring, and I think it just turned out like that one of the first people I spoke to was one of the people where you initiate one of Haramon's quests. Uh-huh. You know, because um, you have to fight in the Proving Hay, which I guess we'll, we'll talk about, but the reason I've kind of got an inkling about it's not... It is clear-cut, but it's also, like, a bit confusing at times, was, you know, a couple of his champions decided they weren't going to fight for him, and I was kind of like, well, why wouldn't they do that? Maybe he is a bit of a, 
a dick and maybe Balin is right and then but why is Balin trying to smear his name and who do I believe so yeah I kind of ended up siding with Haramount but only by default because that was the first quest I got huh. I um you talk about going to the proving and stuff like that yeah I didn't do any of that oh so that's quite a big deviation then yeah um I went on this series of quests trying to smear Haramount's name um, basically, uh, I got these papers who, um, we've lost Matt, but, um, I'm going to keep going. We, we basically got these papers, uh, that were, uh, basically Haramount was promising land to two different people, uh, and it was the same land, and, uh, but... They're starting to believe that it's actually forged. Those papers were forged, obviously, right. obviously by Balin's group. So um, I'm going to try and call him back. <laughs> Hopefully they'll mess up the recording. Usually whenever somebody else joins again, it kind of... Eh, we'll find out. Yeah. Anyway, I'm calling him back. Um, so i gotta, I got to go show the... So there's people that's going to be voting on who's going to be taking over the the throne. Yeah. Uh, two of the people that are going to be voting are these people who obviously were promised land. So if we can show that Haramont's a dick and is kind of, you know, double dealing them, uh, they'll change their vote. So um, we uh, I I decided to do that, and it's just long. Like I'm sure the 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 proving grounds and stuff is long too. I can't really remember. But um, it's this really like just drawn out. I have to go here and show them this, and then they're asking me to do stuff for them too. And yeah, it, it's it, it, I kind of felt that way through most of this the Orzammar section, right. which I I plan on whinging about it as we as we progress through each. So brace yourselves. <laughs> so but yeah, it was a bit of a tedious affair for me too. Possibly not in the same way because I didn't really have to go here, there and everywhere. I mean, I did a few side quests and stuff. But um, for the actual proving thing, I just had to fight like a whole bunch of people a whole bunch of times and I had to kind of get two champions back on side for Haramount and that required a little to and fro, but it wasn't like here, there. It was just literally like two rooms across and back again. And because my character's pretty persuasive now, it wasn't so lengthy in that sense like I pretty much succeed at all my kind of coercion attempts now so uh-huh. that's pretty good which cuts down on a bit of time but I had about five battles maybe six in the proving okay before was that. it was it you by yourself or did you it was me by one? myself for a couple and uh-huh. then I could have my party or I could choose to have the two champions who had come back at my you know, persuasion. They were being blackmailed, basically. One of them was kind of having an affair with one of Balin's relatives or something like that, and it was all a bit kind of bad for him, and he didn't want rumours spreading and this, that, and the other. So I had to kind of... They were being blackmailed, and it was all that kind of stuff. So once I got them back on side, I could choose to have them with me in the proving, but the one time I tried it with them at the end, like, my party got bitch-slapped and we died straight away, so I kind of went back to... Just my standard 
party. So it was a mixture. I started out on my own, and then towards the end, you had the option of fighting four on four. Gotcha. I know. Um, with uh, with mine, I had to. Uh, it, it was multiple things I had to do. So I, I had to obviously go talk to these people and um, try and swing their vote. But at the same time, um, I was asked to basically find the Paragon, uh, and the Paragon was Bronca. Bronca. Yeah, Bronca. I have the same. Um, and that was that was saying, well, that'll be the big deciding vote. If we can get her back, yeah. then that you know, and um, that's where the storyline converges, I guess. Hey. Yeah, that's where it probably comes back to. Because um, I had the same thing after that. They they needed a Paragon to kind of prove that. Paramount or Balin was worthy, if you know what I mean. Is it, I assume you had the same from your side. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but the the big difference for me was, and one of the deciding factors of why I went with Balin, other than the fact that I don't have that trophy and I want to get it, um, <laughs> was that. Uh, hang on a second, Matt just texted me. Internet is was bugging out. I had to reset my computer. Be back in a sec. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but uh, one one of the other deciding factors. Was that you know since I'm from here, um, I had my family members here, and uh, my family members had uh, kind of a stake in this whole thing too. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, my family, uh, including well, particularly my sister, my sister who, if we remember correctly, was a concubine. Your sister, the whore. Sister, my whore, my whore yeah. sister, um, has kind of made a name for herself after. Um, since me, you've been gone. Since I've been gone with the Grey Wardens. And uh, she has actually became, I don't know, top concubine? I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what you call it. She, she has basically became a mistress for Balin. She, um, she you know, she's... Isn't it Madam? Isn't that what they're called? It could be Madam. I don't know. Uh, I know that she is... I, I want to say Balin is still married, right? But he has other women. This is his main woman, right? And uh, he actually has a child with her. Scandalous. Yes. Um. Which is, it's not really scandalous for the dwarves. I think I guess this just happens multiple <laughs> times. But um. So she, Matt, would you back? Yeah, you sound cl- much clearer to me. You sound you sound fantastic too. So, uh, but anyway, what I was saying was, um, Matt, uh, I went with Balin. Who who did you go with? I had a lot of trouble deciding, and then in the end, just didn't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I started off with Balin. I'm like, all right, this guy's the rightful heir. I'm gonna. You know, I'm going to support this guy's claim. Honestly, I just want to get my support so I can go fight the Blight as quickly as possible. I don't care who is behind the support as long as I get my army, basically. So you are like a means to an end. I don't really care about your government wrangling. Let's just get this over with because i got things I need to be doing. Yeah, so when I hear this guy's the rightful heir, I'm like, good, I'll support him. And then I find out that the dying wish of the king was that Balin was not to become the heir. I'm yeah. like, all right, well, there must be something wrong with this guy. Maybe I'll go support Haramont. So I totally changed my mind, went and supported Haramont. Flip-flopper. Yes, very, very much so in this section. I'm like, I don't have any other information other than what these guys are telling me, and I'm getting conflicting 
you know, conflicting stories here. One guy should be, one guy shouldn't be. I don't know. So I kind of went back and forth for a little while. I fought through a bunch of rounds of that arena fight for Harrowmont. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I did. And I couldn't find Jarvia to kill her for a long time, which is when I gave up on Balin. Uh, <laughs> I totally then I finally did find her, and then just completely went off in that direction. I'm like, I, I did my like, I couldn't find her, so I did the fights for Harrowmont. Then I had to kill her anyway, and I sided with Harrowmont or shut her down. Oh, I I just couldn't find her, and Balin told me to go kill her, and I'm like, all right, I've been in Dust Town for like an hour here. It's not that yeah. big either. It's not that big. No, no, but... I had that because I you were supposed to find like the secret entrance, and I found it, and then it was like there's a hole in the wall. Do you want to like look through the hole in the wall? And I was like, yeah. And then it found I finally figured that I need, I went to talk to everyone again, and it figured out you needed a token to get in or whatever. So that took me ages, like everything else in this section. Yeah, because I wasn't I sure didn't... that that's where I needed to be. So I went in there, I checked in the houses, I accidentally killed some guy, and then <laughs> nothing happened. So then I just went out exploring the rest of Orzammar, and then, you know, two, after two hours of exploring, I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going back to Dust Town. Yeah. So I started off with Balin, and then I went with Harrowmont, and then I finally did find Jarvia, and then at that point I'm like, all right, Balin it is, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you both went with Balin then, in the end? Yes. But uh, but like I was explaining, and Matt, you weren't here to hear it, um, <clears throat> my family has some stakes in this whole thing, too. Yeah. Uh, uh. My, my sister is actually the mistress to Balin. She has a son by Balin. Oh, you have a nephew. Yes, I have a nephew. He is also blood heir to the throne if Balin was ever to die and if he is the king. So my nephew could possibly be the king of Osmore. So check you out moving up in the world i can't i can't say no to my whore sister <laughs> so i chose to go with balin plus they kept doing the whole thing of you know i am a little bit of a ruffian i you know lifty is you know he, he's known to to put some blades to necks to get what he wants so um i you know i i decided to to be that way plus he likes the fact that Balin is kind of ruthless not necessarily ruthless but strong as in like he will get shit done so I went with that um, and I had to go do the whole smear campaign uh, I did that um, and uh, they told me oh well, Jarvia you know we gotta shut shut her down and of course Jarvia was you remember I worked for a guy and that guy was kind of in partners with Jarvia. Well, that guy betrayed me. So I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll get some revenge. <laughs> so I went in there and killed every fucking body there. I mean, the, you know, the guy was like, all right, I'll tell you where the entrance is. It's over there with the, you know, with the hole and stuff like that. Are you going to let us go? No, you're going to die now. So I killed them all. Um, went and killed Jarvia, found her. She was, uh, she was, uh, you know, a bit of a... Asshole. She was a real bitch. Yeah, she I was, killed her too. <laughs> yeah, well, she deserved it. But the problem was, was you remember my 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 partner in crime, uh, my buddy of mine. I can't remember his name to save my life, but um, he was in my origin story, um, and he he was actually to begin with he was helping me out. He was like, you know, hell yeah, we'll kill Jarvia together. Let's let's go do this. And uh, he's like, and but when I get to Jarvia, he's like, it was a trap all along. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, you betrayed me. Guess what? You're dying too. So I killed everybody. 
including my best friend. Ruthless. Yeah. I mean, it, I, this life, I, I, I just played it off like, this life I fucking hated, and now I can do something about it, and now I'm going to do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I killed everybody who had ever pissed me off in, in my origin story. Just go kill Balin, too. Why wait for your uh, your nephew to be king? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the fucking king. We are going to down in these halls. That's right. So, um, but I did that, and uh, the, that's still not enough. Balin's like, oh, if you really want to win this vote, we're going to have to get the Paragon. The Paragon, Bronca, Bronca, Bronca? Bronca. Bronca. I think. Every time yeah. it says it, I think of Blanca. No, it's definitely Bronca. <laughs> So, um, Blanca, Blanca. Yeah, Blanca, the, uh, the the incredible beast man, Blanca. But uh, um, so we had to go. She's she has went on this big expedition. I keep calling it expedition. That's in Dragon Age Two. You aren't telling a lie about it being a big expedition on this one as well. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, if when we play Dragon Age Two, it's I mean I we can go ahead and announce we do plan on playing Dragon Age Two this year. Uh, with this prior to Inquisition. Prior to Inquisition. Yeah. I don't know when. But you'll find out that... I keep calling it the Deep Roads Expedition because that's all they talked about in Dragon Age 2. Everything was leading up to the Deep Roads Expedition, and then you're in the Deep Roads for not even an hour. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so, um, but anyway... That's, I dream of only spending an hour in the Deep Roads. You I know, can't wait. You, you will absolutely love it then. Um, I can't wait. So... Um, they she goes off into the deep rose to find the the um god what's it called the anvil it's um the anvil of the void the anvil of the void very good yeah uh she she's going to find the anvil of the void anvil of the void is this very powerful um anvil it, it basically is an anvil but it's it's kind of um it's been enchanted uh we don't really know what it's kind of like a almost like a myth uh but it, it for for a long time uh, golems were made by that thing, and uh, she wants to harness that power, um, so she's went off to go and find it, and she's been gone for like two years. Nobody knows where she is. Um, there are a lot of people speculate that she's dead, but there is one person out there who believes that she is still alive, and that is a dwarf by the name of Olgren. Olgren is... Um, He's not really a ruffian. He's just very crass about everything. He's he's a he's a he's a, he is the typical dwarf. You know, he he's the redheaded dwarf with the big beard who's, you know, all about drinking and and oh yeah, that's that's a fine sword or you know shit like that. <laughs> so, um we go to find him. Kind of find out he's going to be our next party member. Um depending on what we do, obviously, but um but he is going to join our party because he is going to find Bronca. Uh, so we. I basically didn't even ask him. He just like joined up with me. Yeah, the same for me. He I did, didn't really he, have any strong opinion on whether you come or you don't come. But <laughs> well, see, I ran into him at the at the pub. Because, <laughs> well, well I, I I had to go do another. I had to do a smear campaign there, um, and he was there. And when I talked to him, he was like, "You're supporting Balin. He's a fuckhead. I don't even talk to me. You know, he, he wouldn't have anything to do with me." And I'm like, "Shit, am I gonna lose this party member before I even get him?" And so uh, I kept doing it, and eventually they started saying, "Oh, we need to go get Bronca." And um, so when when I was on my way to the Deep Roads, 
um, which I'd already been to the Deep Roads once earlier. I had to go. Um, it was part of the smear campaign thing. I yeah, talk, I did too. I talked to the woman who said, well, my dad really owns, is really the one that wants this land. You need to go talk to him. Well, where is he? He's in the Deep Roads. Fuck. So I got to go all with the Deep Roads, went to the Deep Roads, told him about it. He's like, all right, well, I'll change my vote. And he said, well, my, I have to change my daughter's vote. My daughter's the one that's voting for it. And I'm like, fuck, so I got to run back. So I ran back, told her about it. She's like, okay, I'll change my vote. And after that, so eventually we, we make it to the Deep Roads. While we're going to the Deep Roads, we run back into Olgren. He's like, I hear you're going for Bronca. I'm gonna come with you. Oh, now you want to, now you want to come with me, you know. Even though I'm supporting Balin, you still want to come. So um, he he joined. I actually added him to the party. I I removed uh, Zevran. And, me too. And added him to the party. So it's me, Alistair, Olgren, and Wynn. Uh, and we travel through the deep roads. My God. This was a real pain in the ass. This is. I I hated it. It took me ages. I think it took me longer than it should have. But one thing I like, I haven't found this game like majorly challenging. But the odd time I found the difficulty really spike, and it's not ever been with boss fights. It's just been with like random mobs groups. Yeah, yeah. and. I found that the difference between... And then as soon as I switched down, if I've died like three or four times in a row and I'm kind of like four hours into this by now and I'm like, fuck! So I switched down to casual. I really don't like doing it, but even... And it's so easy. It's like I just waltz through it with like one hit, everyone's dead. Yeah. The difference in difficulty sometimes between casual and normal is... Ridiculous. Crazy. And then sometimes normal's fine. Like most of the get, but the odd one, it just like... And like I said, it's never with boss fights. It's just those fucking spiders and... Yeah, yeah, really annoyed me. <laughs> yeah, so the Deep Roads itself is like this huge underground, basically a road, like a like a trail that leads to different cities underground. Yeah, full underground cities. Full underground cities. It's like a it's like a whole another like fucking country down there, and there's a whole separate world map just for the Deep Roads. Uh, but the Deep Roads are basically this. Um, it's like an abandoned land where uh, these cities, these ancient cities were once, you know, ran by the dwarves, but the deep roads started to get infested by the darkspawn. In fact, this is kind of where they emerge from. Um, and, uh, you know, the dwarves have always dealt with darkspawn even before, you know, even whenever a blight's not happening, darkspawn are still around. It's just, you know, they, they kind of hold them off most of the time. Uh, they have patrols and stuff that go through the deep roads, but they don't go very deep into them. So uh, we decided we, we're going to go find Bronca. Um, there's a few things. like I, I, There's a couple of side quests that I did do, like the one where the woman wanted me to find her son who went to the Deep yeah. Rose and got lost. And, yep. You know, um, did that one. We eventually find him, and he's, yeah, he, he's kind of went nuts. Bonkers. He, he has went nuts due to the fact that he has, there's nothing to eat down there except for dead darkspawn. And if anybody knows, Darkspawn blood is kind of like poison to people. And uh, luckily the dwarves have a pretty good tolerance for poisons and, and different types of magic and stuff like that. So it doesn't necessarily kill him, but it messes with his mind. And yeah, humans don't, because I went through the whole becoming a mage by drinking the Darkspawn blood. Well, I mean, it, it depends. You gotta, you know, you got to be chosen. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, luckily, I, luckily we were, or yeah. I was. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, mage. that's the thing. I mean, you know, Grey Wardens, are, they got to be chosen. So, I mean, it can't... Dwarves, are, is the percentage the same between races? As far as what? As far as who could become a Grey Warden? Like, I, who would survive? I, I guess. I didn't know if being any more or less magical might I, make you more inclined <laughs> to being a Grey Warden. I, I honestly don't know. Um... I'm sure Stephanie could answer that question. I mean, shouldn't the Grey Wardens have been keeping track of this, though? I mean, how are you just going to give blood, like, kill these people and just walk away and not even, like, remember? Like, maybe you should pick the race that gives you the best percentage of Grey Wardens and stop killing all the other ones. Maybe they want to be racist. <laughs> so, um... But, yeah, it's, uh, he he's kind of went nuts. He doesn't want to... He doesn't want his mom to know he's down there and still alive. I can't even remember what I did. I think I told him that I'll tell her that he wasn't alive, but then I went and told her anyway. <laughs> it, it was weird. I, I honestly I can't really remember because so much other shit happened in between this. So eventually we run into some of Bronca's group. She brought like three hundred doors with her, like a whole. What are they called? Tigs? Or or the houses? You know, this. Yeah. It's basically just like a, you know, kind of like a, a, a own community. And uh, we ran into one of her, um, her part of, person of her community, who's kind of went nuts too. Um, they, I guess they all kind of have to survive off Darkspawn. And, uh. That's all there is to eat. That's all there is to eat. So, um,. She's kind of went nuts, but there's other things happening there too. Uh, she she Bronca's kind of went Bronca went nuts because she she she's dead set on finding this anvil. So um, she's basically sacrificed a bunch of her people. Uh, a lot of people died uh, just to try and find this thing. Somehow we made it. Just four of us made it all the way here. While 300 people couldn't have done anything. So, that's just how badass the Grey Wardens are. So, um... <laughs> does anybody remember the name of that friggin' thing we fought? The Broodmother? The Broodmother. Oh, the one yeah, with all the tentacles. Was... Yeah. Weird. Yeah. The one with all the tentacles and the boobs. Yes. Multiple. Multi-boob. Multiple boobs. Multiple sets of boobs. Yeah. This gigantic thing. Boobs on boobs. It was a boss, I guess, but it didn't take too long to beat it. Um, yeah. The fuck's going on here? Like, I, I honestly can't figure out what the hell happened to have this, like, brood mother come and yeah, what she was doing to all of her people. I mean, yeah, I have. I honestly have no idea. So I'm, 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 I'm dropping the ball here because I honestly don't know. No, I know. me either. I was. Yeah. Kind of the I mean, there was no real explanation anywhere. No, it it's just not that you don't you remember. Just, yeah, no, I mean, it just appeared. Yeah. It, it was just I mean, like this weird chant that kept. She kept saying, and yeah, you know, it, like people were sacrificed for some reason. I guess just to. to keep her alive. I don't know what the And there's the all fuck. the, like, the bodies, like, of the fallen dwarves around as well. Yeah. But by that point, 
I felt like I'd been in the deep roads for so long, I myself had gone a bit crazy, because I found a lot of it was just wandering around, killing guys, reaching a dead end, turning around, wandering around a bit more, getting ambushed, dying, respawning, running around, killing, and so I kind of had been so worn down when I got to the broodmother, I was like, oh, this looks like a boss, maybe I'm getting somewhere at last. I don't think there was any kind of grand kind of explanation as to what she was doing there. Or the other thing that was there later, the thing that spat blood out of its eyes. You, you got me there. I have no idea what you're talking about. What was, what was that? It was one of the... Um, I have to find it. Carry on and I'll let you know when I figure out what it was. Okay. Well, what I'm doing is, is, is next I'm running into um, Bronca. Because after the broodmother and after following the area around, I eventually run into Bronca. And she's at the anvil, or we're, we're close to the anvil. Yeah, it was past it was past the broodmother, close about the, to the anvil. But yeah, and you're then you talking about that fight where we had to hit the the anvils, the surrounding yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I have no idea what that was. No, that was <laughs> like a spirit thing. The spirits kept like the enraged spirits and the forgotten spirits kept coming, and then yeah, know, to hit the anvils to to kind of shut down the spinny thing. Yeah. Face, I guess. Yeah, they were just... I don't know. That was just... Again, I kind of thought that was just... Re I just had my whole party just stay back. And I found that if they stayed back, none of the Forgotten Spirits or anything would come towards me. So I'd just kill one at the nearest anvil. And then I'd just pick the anvil. That would spit back into the face and done. Simple. I guess that's cheesing it a bit, but... <laughs> eh, it works. Yeah. That's what I mean, the difficulty is so weird, like, it just was really easy, but other things I just, maybe it's just me, maybe I'm making difficult things easy, and easy things way more difficult than they should be. I I, I will fully admit here, I, I during this entire time, during this entire play session, I didn't have a single problem with any battle. Yeah, I think it must just be something, when I get stormed by like with the spiders and stuff, I definitely died multiple times and was getting really hacked off. Okay. Um, let me see here. Uh, so yeah, after um, after all that, we eventually run into Bronca. She's really lost her mind. I mean, it, you know, she's, she's kind of power hungry. Um... And she's she's all about trying to find this anvil. So, uh, and Ogren, who is in my party, is like, oh, you know, I, he, he's all happy to see her at first, but then he's like, man, she's fucking went nuts. No longer a paragon. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we try and find the anvil. Come to find out, after we find some of the anvil stuff, we run into a bunch of golems. Um, and we fight a few of them and stuff like that, but eventually we run into this really big main golem. Does anybody remember his name? Caradin. Caradin. Caradin was once a paragon for the dwarves. And he was the one who basically, I guess, created the anvil. Or devised it or something like that. Or, or may have discovered it. I don't know. Um... And for a long time, 
he was able to create these golems that were really strong, you know, almost invincible. But he had to do something in order to make them alive. He had to basically sacrifice somebody to basically put their soul inside of the golem. I keep calling it golem. Is it golem? I think it's golem, right? Um, I've I always said golem, but yeah. golem. I don't know that it's necessarily one or the other. Okay. But uh, he, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right or right, whatever. Um, so he just. Uh, so I was gonna say it's spelt golem. Golem, so, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, so he he's basically having to sacrifice people to put them inside of these golems, um, and at that point, some of my party members are like, "Whoa, wait a minute! <laughs> this sounds like blood magic." And uh, even I was like, so you're sacrificing people to put them inside these rock bodies? Uh, and he said, that's the reason why he sealed this place away, was because he realized that what he was doing was wrong, and he doesn't want to continue doing it, and he wants to keep people from finding it. So, um, and of course, Bronco's like, it, it should be used, you know, we can use it to, to protect ourselves and shit like that. There was one other thing I forgot to mention before we even get to that. Uh, this main area that we're in where the anvil is is basically completely infested with darkspawn uh, in fact the archdemon itself is there and uh it flies off um doesn't see us obviously but um this is basically like their one of their huge bases of operation so there's darkspawn crawling everywhere and um, so, uh, and I'm talking like when we got to the anvil, I'm skipped probably an hour's worth of just fights, completely. Um, at least, yeah, <laughs> yeah, at least. So we we have a couple of choices. We know what the anvil does. We know that it can create these very powerful golems. Golems, damn it. <laughs> and uh, it, but it comes at a price. And that price is it comes to lives basically, and uh, for 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 a long time, when he created created the, the the golems, he was getting people who kind of volunteered, but then eventually, he wanted to keep making them. The government got involved, saying you need to keep pumping these things out, you know, and uh, eventually they started taking like you know criminals and the poor. And throwing them into him. And that's when he decided he didn't want to have anything to do with this anymore. Um, so he is this, he's a gigantic golem as well. Uh, so our choices are... We want to continue using the anvil. Uh, like Bronco wants. Or we destroy the anvil. And uh, it will never be used to harm anyone ever again. I say destroy it. You said destroy it? I said destroy it. Okay. I said we use that motherfucker. Dude, no. Yes. I thought you weren't a blood magic believer. I'm not a blood magic believer, but this isn't necessarily blood magic. Oh, that sounds like... It, it sounds like a justification. It, yeah. sa it sounds that like blood like magic. It sounds like you're fudging... This isn't blood magic. Fudging the, I the issue. Here's the deal. Dwarves can't use magic. So, this is not blood magic. Okay? So, okay. 
technicality. And plus, yeah. we will only take souls from people who want them. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, that's, yeah. that's the at, plan. Go- at knife point, you want to be a golem. Yeah. Such a power that can be abused. Well... Sounds like the prospect of having your nephew as the king has gone straight to your head. Well, this is for All the greater power. good of Ozamar, okay? That's that's the deal. Well, all for Elden, if you can use the... Uh... Use the golems against the blight. Which is what we're planning on doing. Which is what I told my party members, but a lot of them did not agree with me. I'm sure Wynn would not agree. Wynn, Wynn and Leliana probably were heartbroken. Uh, Wynn and Alistair were like, holy shit, are you out of your mind? <laughs> <laughs> are you and Alistair breaking up? No, but Alistair did give me negative 10, and Wynn Oof. gave me negative 15. Oh, when I chose to say, yes, we are going to use this. And, of course, Big Bad Golems were not happy about that, so we had a bo- big boss fight. And I destroyed him. Essentially chopped his rock head off. <laughs> I'm shocked. I feel like this is some major plot twist in your character that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Now I'm like... I don't know if I can trust, trust <laughs> Yeah, I was just about to say, I don't know if I can trust you anymore. No, we're doing this for the greater good. Whatever okay. helps you sleep at night. No. Okay. This is. Don't get in dwarf business. Okay. We know what we're doing. You're gonna fall into the sky. That's right. <laughs> Olgrim was fine with it. You know, as long as he got Bronca back. The woman you just diagnosed as totally bonkers. You've decided to. Not only that, I left her in charge at the fucking anvil. <laughs> <laughs> So she, uh, so we killed him. I killed him, and uh, uh, Bronca's like, "Finally, Jesus!" And she goes up to the to the to the anvil, and she's like, "What do you want?" And I was like, "You know what? We want you to come back, cast your vote for uh, Balin, and that's it. That's all I want. I want help. That's all I want." She says, "Well, I can create golems for you, okay." Uh, I won't give you a vote, or she says, I'll give you a vote, but I want to stay here with the anvil so I can continue to create stuff. So she creates this gigantic freaking, like, crown that I can give to Balin. And, um, so I, I get this crown, take it to Balin, and say, Bronca, the Paragon, has given cast her vote to Balin. That should be the deciding vote. We give him the crown, he puts it on. He's like, all right, you guys, you guys have my support. We're gonna have some golems waiting for you, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna help stop this blight. Well, see, I had to kill Branca. You had to kill Branca. Yeah. Was it just her I... by herself? No, she had some of the golems fighting for her, and Caradin had a couple of golems fighting for him. Uh-huh. So it was me and my party, and Caradin, a couple of golems fighting Branka. She was pretty tough, and a couple of her golems. And I took her down, and then um, Caradin's like, "What do you want?" And I said, "I need you to support Harriman for you know for the king." And he's like, "Cool, I'll do this one last thing for you before I destroy the anvil." And he made me the crown. For Haramont, and then I went up there and I destroyed the anvil. Okay. Hmm. Matt, did you do the same thing? Pretty much. Gotcha. Yeah. And then I had to fight. I had to kill Balin as well. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, because when Haramont's crowned king, Balin's like, "Fuck this shit," and he kicks off. Had to had to put the man down. 
I um I know um when I got back it looked like Harrowmount's people were getting really pissed at me. And uh but I was able to kind of talk them down. And no, Harrowmount just attacks. Oh, you mean Balin? Not Harrowmount, Balin, yeah. Yeah, cuz ba- yeah. he's king. <laughs> yeah, Balin's Balin was yeah, he's a dick. I mean, it, there's no going around it. He he is a dick and I'm pretty sure he did kill his brother. So, I mean, but whatever, he's the king now, so and pretty soon That's for now. You yeah. seem to have lost your morals completely. So you send an assassin were, after. I thought you were like the ruffian with the heart of gold, but I, now you're just a bit ruthless. No, I I know what I'm doing. No, I'm very upset at this character development. I feel like it's just, I'm 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 very sad for what's happened. Truth be told, it all revolved around what trophies I had. <laughs> well, that I can understand. So. I was I, technically I will, trophy I will, hunting. I will let you off. Well, then you should have just said at the start I would have given you a pass. I'll, but I'll not, I, I am trying to justify too, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I am I am justifying it with I know my my dwarves, and I think Balin will be a good king. He may not do it the most moral way, moral moral morally good way, but whatever he gets it done. Isn't that technically a dictatorship? No, he's still fair. <laughs> Almost across him. Yeah. It's like like Stalin. Exactly. It's totally fair if you're on its side. Yeah. It's totally fair. And then when I left, there was still some Haramont supporters there, and he, they just straight up attacked me, and I killed them all. And I stood over there by and said, Balin's king, motherfuckers! You are a cold mofo. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did that. Um... So I have the support of the dwarves and of Ozamar, and I got some golems coming to help me out. Cool. Hope, hope you're happy with that. I am I, happy with that. I I was a li- I'm glad I was a bit more righteous and didn't entertain crazy people with their anvils. Well, I don't want slaves fighting for me. <sighs> we'll start with volunteers, but if we run out of volunteers, then. We I'll tell we you, um, we'll find some volunteers. Yeah. <laughs> One cool thing that did happen to me, I went back to camp and I was approached by Alistair and he initiated that quest that you mentioned in the last episode, Drew, about uh-huh. his sister in Denerim. And also Leliana, um, when we were travelling to camp, or no, travelling somewhere, we were attacked by assassins and they were actually after Leliana and that initiated a quest for her about her backstory. And essentially, she's not all that she seems, and she was obviously a bard, and she had a big falling out with someone she worked with, who's now, and she's kind of on the, she was captured, and they did terrible, terrible things to her, and she escaped, and now she's kind of on the run, and this woman's pursuing her, so we had to go to Denerim and track this woman down and tell her to get lost, basically. So, Mm. I did all that for Leliana, and she loves me a lot now, so that's good. I I haven't got the Leliana stuff yet. I may get it soon. I don't know. Yeah, and then I was... I did finally Sorry. get specializations. Oh, I got loads. I have two now. Yes, I have two specializations. Most of my party members have two or three, so... So, um... Yeah. I, um... So, what what specializations do you guys have? Berserker and Champion. That's what I have. Matt, what about you? My guy's a shapeshifter and a healer. Okay. Cool. So yeah. And I got attacked in camp. When I went back to camp, there was a cutscene with, I guess, the arch 
Um, what's it? Daughter Steaming? Yeah, well, there was just a cutscene with oh, a dragon. Wow. Yeah, and then kind of going rah in my face, and then I wake up, and then the Darkspawn attack the camp, and I have to kill them all, and then Alice is like, the camp's not safe anymore. I was like, oh. Well, that's not good. <laughs> well. So I don't know if that's ever happened to you guys playing before, but I was like, what the hell? I have not had that happen to me. Me either. But yeah, um... There is a side character that you can get for a party member. Um, it, it, I think I want to say it was a pre-order bonus. Um, her name is Shale, and um, she's a golem. Huh. Uh, hmm. And uh, you can bring her along. She's kind of she, she's she's it's like one of those special characters. Like uh, like the dog, where it has like its own separate. It's not like a warrior or a rogue or something like that. Right. And uh, she's she's like this huge tank that m- when I first played through this game, I used her all the time. But I'm choosing not to get her this time around. Because she she actually had a re- some really good like some really good like uh, uh quests and stuff like uh, story missions and stuff, and most of them happen at Ozamar. Because you're gonna basically go back to right to where she was created, um, but uh, I am choosing not to go get her this time. Has anyone got the? Uh, or is anybody playing the ultimate edition? I am not. Okay, Matt, are you? Matt. Hello, Matt. Are you gone again? Really? He's just so nope. upset. Uh, oh. Nope. oh no! What would you have him muted or something? What the fuck? He's probably playing Candy Crush. No. Oh, okay. Nope. Just a really delayed. Oh, really oh. delayed. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, there's a DLC pack. I can't remember which one it is, but I'm playing the Ultimate Edition. I have all the DLC installed already. Um, and there is a a DLC pack where you get a few extra items and stuff like that. And one of them is a sword, or it's not really a sword. It's 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 a um, a crafting material that you can turn into a sword. Um, and it's basically kryptonite. Oh. <laughs> because a a crate a, a something falls from the sky, like while you're like while you're walking around, like while you're just walking a trail, something falls from the sky. And these two people go to the crater, and it's a baby, and they take him, and they said, we'll raise him as our own. And I'm like, <laughs> so it's Superman? So <laughs> that happens, and then you find the, uh, some, some like, the stone that's from the crater, and uh, you can create a really badass sword with it. And for the longest, like, while I was playing my main game, I kept calling it the Superman sword. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> That was interesting. I haven't got that yet, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Um, I picked up some that Legion armor uh-huh. in the Deep Roads, like the whole set. I did too. Um, and I quite I like how my guy looks in it, so I'm going to rock that for a while. I was wearing the Dragon, uh, the Drake Scale armor that was made for me in Denerim by the um, the craftsman there, the Smith or whatever his name is, Wade. Uh huh. Because I'd picked up quite a few Drake scales and some Dragon scales now, so I have the superior armor, but 
I feel like my guy needs a bit more actual armor than he needs to toughen up. So I'm putting him in proper tank armor now. Gotcha. And I've left Alistair my hand-me-downs in terms of my uh, Drake scale armor. So gotcha. <laughs> he gets all my cast-offs. Yeah, that's what Alistair gets from like me too. Like the little brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, I mean that's pretty much it. We're gonna go off to the Dalish Elves now, and we're going to um, try to get their help, and then it's off to Landsmeet. So, where the end is in sight. Yes, we are. We are closing in on. We're past halfway now, um, but we still got a lot to go. But um. Yeah, we're getting there. We're slowly getting there. So we're going to go to the Dalish Elves. There's a lot of shit going on with them, too, if I remember correctly. Uh, not as much shit as Alzamar, though. Thank Christ. <laughs> but anyway, um, I do appreciate everybody listening. If you'd like to follow us all on Twitter, you can. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And Sophia is at SM Halliday. We have uh, a Twitter account for the podcast itself. It's at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, you can follow us on there every time I every time a new episode goes up. I post it there. Um, you can leave us some iTunes reviews. Let me check and make sure we don't have any. I know I, I should have done yeah. this beforehand, but emails and tweets and iTunes reviews. Yes, emails. You can send emails. Uh, Drew at ztgd.com uh, I will read them on the show in fact we do have an email as well so I need to read that um, let me just check the the iTunes see if we have any iTunes reviews if we don't guys get on that because I need I, I need iTunes reviews to read Ooh, we may no we do not we don't have any new ones but we do have an email and I will read that right now I can tell you that the uh, the email uh, comes from Sean, Big Game Hunter, again. Uh, he's 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 really digging these uh, these Dragon Age episodes that we're doing. And uh, Sean says, uh, "Hope all is well." Uh, figured out email you guys this week to hear your thoughts on Dragon Age series as a whole, changing their protagonist from game to game. To my knowledge, Inquisition is a new protagonist and, uh, that is different from Hawk from Dragon Age 2 and, of course, Dragon Age Origins' silent protagonist. Uh, so this will be the only series, to my knowledge, that has three main protagonists in three different games within a core series without spin-offs. What do you, why do you guys think this is? And do you think it could have been have made for an even better series if we got to carry over our main characters from Origins? Even though I love 2, I really think the series would have benefited from the central protagonist staying consistent like Bioware did with the Mass Effect series. Regards, Sean. I mean, nobody else here except for me has played Dragon Age 2. Um, I kind of liked Hawk. Uh, he, he, you know, Hawk was basically a character that you can kind of meld to your own, but he always had his own convictions kind of thing. But you, you were able. I think I like that better. You like that better. I think so. I mean, I won't know till we get there for sure. But I mean, Hawk essentially is Shepard from Mass Effect. Um, you know, he, he, you can play him good or bad. 
uh, and you can choose whatever you want to do. But you know, he he has when you say you want to say this, he he'll say something along the lines of that. So it it does feel a little different. I kind of like that in a way. Like uh, I think Dragon Age Origins. I think this whole the entire game takes takes place in the span of about a year. So like all this stuff that we're doing, you know, obviously happens within a year's time. While Dragon Age Two takes place during Dragon Age Origins, and then ten years after that. So it, it takes it takes over the span of like ten years, um, in a totally different area, um, other than Ferelden. So, uh, uh, and then Dragon Age Inquisition, I have no idea where it takes place. I'm sure Stephanie can answer that question. Um, I know that uh, the Orlesians play a little bit of a role in Inquisition, so we may be going to Orle. I don't know. But I, I kind of like the fact that it, it kind of it, it references your main character from Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age 2 uh, a few times. Uh, and the decisions that he that he or she did in Dragon Age Origins kind of carries over, If you obviously, if you import your save. Um, and it's nice to just see kind of nods to it. I mean, yeah, sure, we could totally just... I could have Lifty Fernandez in Dragon Age 2. But Dragon Age 2 feels more like a sustained story, while this one is kind of like this big epic thing where you're just a small player in it kind of thing. While Dragon Age 2... The story revolves around Hawk. So I mean, that's that's the last name I should mention in Dragon Age Two. Your pl- your character is named something Hawk. Uh, I think the male character's default is Garrett Hawk. I can't remember the females. So, um, but you can change it, obviously. But uh, yeah, that's that's how I feel about. It. I mean, as far as Mass Effect goes, yes, yeah, it's, it's nice to see the progression of Shepard throughout the entire series. Um, but maybe that's that's the way Bioware wants to go with it. They want to just make this kind of like a uh, kind of like a, a chronology more than a sequel. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it would be a good idea to differentiate it structurally from Mass Effect, so it doesn't just come off as here's Mass Effect in space. Now here's Mass Effect, in, you know, in this new setting. Right. You know, I, I think so. As much as I. In the end, I'm sure I will prefer Mass Effect more. I'm glad that this isn't just like Mass Effect, but with dwarves. Right. Fantasy Mass Effect. Yeah. It's um yeah, Dragon Age definitely feels like its own type of game, its own entity. And um, I I think that's one of the reasons why they did it that way was because they didn't want to sound too much like Mass Effect. So, um, but yeah, I actually really enjoyed. I, me personally, I've always liked fantasy better, so I will always like Dragon Age over Mass Effect. I think Mass Effect is a fantastic series. Um, I don't think it ended very well. Um, I, you know, I'm not one of those people who demand they change the ending and shit like that. I just think that's the way they wanted to end it. That's kind of shitty, but okay. So. Well, I, I always think it's difficult with like really beloved series as well. When you end them, you're never going to please everyone, yeah. and you kind of just have to end it. Yeah, this is very true, but the the thing that got me about Mass Effect and what may very well happen in Dragon Age is that it's kind of like the Walking Dead video game where it doesn't matter really what you choose, all roads are going to lead to yeah. essentially the same thing. Uh, while 
as far as I can tell, in Dragon Age Origins, especially in Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2 deviates pretty well, too. Um, completely different shit can happen. It, it, it depending on what you do. I mean, it's. I mean, like I said, we we me and Matt have played it before. Alpha Protocol. I've never seen a game do it like that. Alpha Protocol. You can have a completely different ending in a completely different game depending on what you chose to do. And uh, it, that's a damn feat I've never seen before. I mean, even Dragon Age, you're going to have some similarities. Like, we are all going to have similarities. Even if I'm the most evilest motherfucker on the planet, I'm still going to have some of the same aspects that you guys will. But with Alpha Protocol, holy shit. (laughs) Nothing can be the same. Yeah. So uh, that was was eye-opening for me whenever I actually sat down and played Alpha Protocol. And that actually is still bothering me a little bit in this game. Where you're afraid that everything's going to eventually lead to the same thing? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't put it, not necessarily in that grandiose of a sense, but just the idea that I feel like there's a lot more illusion of choice in this game than there is actual choice. It's like, do you want A or B? Uh, If you pick B, you're just going to get A. Yeah, we've there's definitely been like decisions like where you've you're offered a choice, but it's not really a choice. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Hey, with dialogues and stuff, and I feel like. It's difficult because the whole point of the game and the narrative and the characterization is choice, but at the same time you have to have like some linearity that ties everything together because that is the main quest that no matter which character you play as, the end of the day, y- you have to go about the main objectives the same way. Yeah. And so but... in a way it does undermine, like you say, it is a bit of illusion, it does undermine... Your, your autonomy to kind of go and do what you want. But it's tricky. It's a tricky way. I feel like the game does an okay job at the end of balancing those two kind of competing because they're kind of oppositions in that sense. Yeah. If you've got one quest that you have to do no matter what but you want to give everyone freedom of choice to do what they want, you have to find some way to tie it together. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a fine balance that. Yeah, it is, and I think it does. For the most part, it does. It's pretty obvious when it's when you're kind of making a decision. Yeah, but there's like, yeah. But the good thing is, like, in even in the kind of like the the kind of main aspects of the quest, like there are major outcomes that change in the sense that you know, like characters in my my narrative have died, where they're still alive in yours, and. And that sort of thing, and that has an impact, but it doesn't necessarily have an impact on, as you say, where you're going to end up at the end of the day. You just might end up there in a completely different way. Yeah, it's it's interesting how that how they handle this stuff, and you know, going back and playing it again and seeing how things deviate, you can see how you can see the underlining game and how it's yeah. how it's kind of just it's funneling you to a certain area, but then, like you said, there are obvious times where you'll see. This is going to be a major choice where there is no going back, kind yeah. of thing. And you always know that those choices are coming because your fucking party members pipe in. And I think that kind of plays to how you want to play as your character. I think that plays to the whole aspect of having the silent protagonist. You know, like if Wynne decided that she wanted to turn on me and kill me because I made a bad decision, like I'd be gutted as I was when I accidentally did that and I had to restart that bit. But do you know what I mean? So I think it does it depends how attached you want to get to the choices you make. 
Yeah. In in terms of those kind of decisions and whether you you know that's where you get the kind of impact of the story or whether ultimately the illusion is something that ruins it for you. Yeah. And it's it's tricky. Yeah, there's there's multiple ways this this story can deviate depending like what you choose to do plus who you have with you. Yeah. So the party members like, you know, I'm sure when I decided to keep the anvil and not destroy it, I'm sure if I had Sten with me, Sten would be like, fuck yeah, I mean, you're going to be best buds. <laughs> and um, you never know when something's going to come back around and bite you. Yeah. Like, I got grilled by Alistair over the whole situation with Connor when I thought, oh, I've sorted this out, it's fine. It wasn't anything to do with me. So, I think that's really cool in the sense that you do... I, I like the way that you become kind of very attached to the to your protagonist in that sense and yeah. you have to build relationships with the characters that surround you like you do have choice over how you treat the people you meet and how they treat you even if you don't necessarily have much choice in terms of eventually you're all going to end up in the same place yeah so that's, that's this is one of the first games where i saw that you know depending on what you chose people would just say fuck you and then leave and you'll never see them again or they'll fight you and you had to kill them. So it's it's interesting how that how that works out. Um BioWare's pretty good at that stuff too. You know, I mean they they kinda did it a lot with uh with Boulders Gate as well. I really want to see the next evolution of this though. Because I'm still it, I still have a problem every time I have a conversation with somebody in my party. Um it, where it's almost like it's almost like the uncanny valley where the closer and closer you get to a realistic looking face, the more weird it looks. Uh-huh. <laughs> the closer and closer I get to a real conversation, the more it annoys me that I can't mold the conversation the way I want to. Like when Sten disapproves and then I do it and it turns out right, I want to go back and tell Sten and be like, look, own up to this, man. You were wrong. <laughs> you were yeah. wrong. This is why I did it. This is the, This is why I did it and it worked out. So don't. You know, don't distrust me next time. But I don't have any option to like come back and I and say I, I told you so. Yeah, I make a decision. He's negative on it, and that's the end. Yeah. Like whether he was right or I was right, there's there's no like repercussion. Yeah, you don't have the chance to go back and say, "Do you see what I mean? Do you agree with me now?" With hindsight, you know. Yeah, and maybe maybe that's unrealistic for this game. But this is the kind of game where you've already given me so many choices. Like I want to be able to follow through to his logical conclusion. And it's kind of, it it really feels like that uncanny valley for me. I'm like, this feels worse to me that I have these choices when I find out that they're masked or when I can't follow up on them. Yeah. Well, maybe that's something Dragon Age Inquisition can fix no. for you. Yeah. When in moving into the next generation, it might be. Yeah. This is the like the closer the more I play Dragon Age Origins and the closer we get to Inquisition, the more friggin' excited I am for it. I mean, have you guys? Have any of you guys? Did you guys finally watch the trailer? I must confess that I have not. Okay. I I will not until I finish Dragon Age 2. <sighs> Dude, I mean, there's, yeah. honestly, there, there is no spoiler territory at all. You see two characters, one of them you haven't even met yet because he's in Dragon Age 2, and you see one character who doesn't even look like herself. I'll probably watch it after we've finished Origins. Okay. But because if you, if you watch that trailer, you will see, holy shit, this looks nothing like Dragon Age. Yeah, because as I'm already as... excited because it wasn't really on my radar. Like I said, I know that's really, really bad, and I'll probably get abuse for that on Twitter. But like, I'd never played any Dragon Age games before, so when the announcement for Inquisition was made, I was like, meh. But now playing this, I'm like, oh, 
Yeah, I'm I am getting more and more excited the more we play. Yeah, yeah. The combat looks like. I mean, everybody's played Kingdoms of Amalur. Nope. No. Nope. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, it looks like maybe like a third-person Skyrim a little bit. Okay. That sounds fun. It. Uh, yeah, it's more actiony. Um, it, it looks like it takes the action even more from Dragon Age 2. So, Dragon Age 2, when you when you first play that game and you start getting into the combat, you will be like, holy shit, this is ten times better than what Dragon Age Origins was, uh, as far as combat goes. Um, it's it's a lot more actiony. Like if you play a rogue, it's all about like positioning and you know disappearing and reappearing somewhere else and stabbing a guy in the back and stuff like that. So you will definitely feel a little bit more in control of what's going on. Um, and then in, in Inquisition, it looks like a straight-up action game. So, um, but yeah, I'm really excited for Inquisition. I can't wait for that to come out. But uh, yeah, I think that's it for all of us. I do appreciate everybody listening. If you enjoyed this, uh, please leave us an iTunes review. Send us an email. Suggest some games to us. I know uh, Stephanie suggested we try out the Force Unleashed uh, for a game. She said there's some pretty good choices in there, too. Uh, where you can choose, you know, obviously light side, dark side stuff. Uh, I'm, I'll be the first to admit I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but um, I'm willing to give anything the old college try. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's it for us. We will be back next week, uh, going through the Dalish Elves, uh, dealing with some uh, mythical creatures that some people have probably heard of before. Um, but until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And I'm Sophie. And we are out of here. We'll catch you guys next week with more Dragon Age Origins.